It's a moment. YouTube, Iron Butterfly, anything not Inagata DeVita. And you will realize how much they do not sound like the Inagata DeVita band. <laughs> so they did like that. They did one. They did, they got one. They did this like, do, 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 you know, like this epic, you know, they're all apparently strung out. Uh, the the singer was like is like a super mathematician who like I think he died in a car crash like he's got mysterious like things to us they do this epic 19 minute long song and then the rest of the catalog doesn't sound anything like that they're all like I love you baby do, 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 do. <laughs> I love you baby but this was the one where we were like <laughs> Wow, no, that is that like is that. true. I just looked it up, I'm, and I'm listening. To, I just listened to a little bit of uh, a soul experience from their album Ball, and mm -hmm. it, from 1969, and it's like, don't be afraid, everything's gonna be bad. Good It's so weird. Like, I mean, wow. they really came out with a banger, but the rest of them were like, <laughs> Give us more of that. Scooby Bop, and there is butterflies, and that's our name of our band, and also flowers and shit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> that's our new tagline. Flowers <laughs> and shit. <laughs> that is something else. Yeah, wow. That's wild, right? What a it's fun wild. bit of trivia. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that was their follow-up album to the Inagata Davida album. Uh, right. I would have stopped. Let's go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans. Uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer. Stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the nineties. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep us so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Pop Saga, the only pop culture podcast produced exclusively by John and I just for you. Today, we're going to be discussing and dissecting the long-awaited solo show for one of Star Wars' most beloved new characters, Ahsoka. Played here by the incomparable Rosario Dawson. I'm Forrest, and I am joined, as always, by the aforementioned John. And John, I have just one question before we get started. Why oh, doesn't the the, Repu the New Republic install a Yasla Miri on every ship after the events of, a, of a New Hope? Rebels brought them in the canon, so why not they just use them anywhere, just in case? I'm with you with that, with the exception of probably only Thrawn knew of where their whereabouts were. That's right, and he probably kept that close to the vest. That seems like something that Thrawn would probably do. Yeah, he he was just like, look, I like this empire. The emperor found me, gave me you know a job and all this stuff. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this in my back pocket, not tell anybody, and just in case I need to use it. But you know, I won't. I won't. I won't use it on the emperor. But just in case, <laughs> I'll keep it. In my pocket. Yeah, and he probably doesn't need to know where they are. Oh, you know what? Maybe he does know where they are, and that's how Order sixty six got got uh, was so well done because he just had he gave each of one of the clone troopers just a little bit. 
oh, maybe he programmed a little bit, little Yasla Mari DNA. Oh, my God. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're 98% Django, 2% Yasmilari. <laughs> 2% Lizard Man. Yeah. I got a lizard braid in my regular braid, I do. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm stopping you, Kiedamundi. Look at me. Look at you. Kiedamundi. <laughs> When you're looking at me, Kid of Bundy will will not get a break on this podcast. Lord knows. I mean, the look on his face, he was very crestfallen, but he should have knew it was coming. That's all I'm saying. I mean, he was bad. Uh, Plo Kloon was bad because he didn't even get a chance. No. Nope. Like, maybe he just renewed his uh, uh, Starfighter pilot license, so he wasn't really that I'm going to dodge left. I mean, right. <laughs> And then, you know, Ayla Secure just got it the worst. Yeah. That one, that one was mob hit. So maybe you're right. Maybe there, because there was like eight of them around her. Maybe eight is like one Yasumari or something like that. Yeah. Like or maybe it was like a latent gene that was sort of activated by that key phrase. Oh, yeah, that's true. They, apparently there were some sort of like microchip or something in their brains. So... I think a you're on microchip or something you don't say. Yeah, I think you're on, I think you're onto something. Oh well, haha. And I'm sure it will be covered at some point in the bad batch. Maybe though I feel bad batches all it's doing is setting up uh, uh the sequel trilogy. That's that's so weird based on it's, it's the time it takes place. I in, know, but I I everything I've seen and I've watched both seasons, everything seems to just be leading up to like the emperor's like uh, what they call the program in a Mando. Uh Project Backup Disc. Oh, that was it. It wasn't Project Zip Disc. Or... Yeah, Project Zip. Yep, it's Project Zip. The river, you know, it's a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. So back yeah. then, Zip disks still exist. Yeah, the Emperor is like on twelve of them in that like super handy caddy. Yep. <laughs> like just Watch don't out. get them out of order. Make <laughs> sure they are. You keep them at room temperature. They are ridiculously fragile <laughs> and extremely expensive. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> And when you're you're reloading me uh, back, if I for some reason die by maybe being thrown into a a giant hole with energy <laughs> in it, if this happens and I explode, which I will, you are to reload me from these twelve zip discs. But it is most important that you do it in order. Yeah, one through why... twelve. If you do it the other way. I'll have to be like stuck on some sort of claw machine, missing fingernails and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they 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 only did eleven once, and that's how we got so many Snokes in a jar. Ah, I can see that. He said he said do eleven, and twelve is a backup of one, right? Sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're the sixth cult. We don't remember. We're always yeah. wearing stuff over our eyes. Probably yeah. a mistake. Yeah, maybe we should have some sort of. Uh, visual cue of being able to help him, you know, help him. Let's help him. But I can't see before me as I walk with my head bowed. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. like the, people say, like where do they all those those Sith come from in that uh, Colosseum at the end there? But like someone had to build a thousand star destroyers, so. All I'm saying, you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes you just go to family, ask them to help you build an Ikea couch. Yeah. Same thing. Do you think, like, those were all, uh, the, in my mind, in my head canon, those were all, like, the yeah, the people who made all the death, uh, the I mean, the um, Star Destroyers, and all the, you know, designed all these these miniaturized Death Star weapons and all that shit. Uh, and, like, the Emperor just sends out, like, a, you know, like a party invite mm-hmm. <laughs> email, and he's like... It's an invite. Yep, it's an Evite, and he's just like, uh, you know, this coming Wednesday, don't forget to wear your black robes and meet me in the Coliseum. I've got a really cool surprise for you. <laughs> I'm getting new robes. I'm going to suck the life out of some kids, and that's going to get me new robes. <laughs> uh, don't ask how it works. It just does. That's a, oh, man, that's going to be real exciting. He throws real good parties every 30 years. I found a force dyad. It's sweet. Tastes so good. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> it's gonna give me such sweet clothes. You just wait. Um, <laughs> cool. Finally out of these uh, hand me downs. Yep. Hey, guess what? Guess who's not gonna have gross fingers anymore? That's right. It's your boy, the Emperor. <laughs> uh, Why just did they just clone him younger? I don't yeah, understand why they, he was just broke down already. Yeah, they had they had that strand cast version of him that was like younger, it looked nothing like him, who was Ray's dad. So like, make me another one of those. Yeah, he looks cool. He's a, he's this is a strapping young man. Doesn't look at all like young Sheev. Yeah, he's fit and everything. Look at got a buzz cut. He's he looking looks cool as hell. He doesn't even have powers. He's standing up to Ochi of Bestood. He knows where that guy's been. He doesn't even have powers. I want to be that guy. Yeah, give me the M. Put, put my brain in him. That'll be great. How do you? <laughs> how in one batch you make Snoke, and then the other batch you you make this guy, uh, Mister Milk Toast? Yeah, don't understand it. I just don't. I just want to be there. You guys are not good at this, right? <laughs> oh man, I shouldn't have killed off. All of those aliens that knew how to clone. That's your new emperor. Yeah. Well, you know, back then I was impatient. <laughs> it just, if it didn't happen now, it wasn't going to happen at all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like like sometimes I think it before I act. Yeah. And most of the time, it's just. It's a, a me problem. I'll work on it. Yeah. I'm going. I've uh, subscribed to BetterHelp. It'll help me. <laughs> I can change therapists whenever I wish. No penalties or fees. And no cost to me. That's right. I don't have to worry about them being out of my network. That's right. They are in it. (laughs) Look at what we're doing for free. You can have this. You can have this and you just, all you need is just give, throw us a couple ducats better help. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna move up a segment, everyone's favorite segment, John, since all the ice in my drink is already melted. Okay, uh, I'm moving this up, uh, and uh, oh, that's right, everybody's favorite episode. What you tune in for? Uh, it says oh, it's me, Galveston, your, <laughs> your, you know. 
guy. Anyway, what uh, are you enjoying this evening, sirs? Well, I have still not solved this whole reliable ice problem in my house. Oh. Um, but I have uh, decided to make myself an Empress and Tonic. An Empress and Tonic. Ooh, that's cool. I bet it's kind of like lavender in color. It completely is. That's brilliant. Yeah, it looks what like... What kind of tonic water are you using? Oh, um, the um, beaver tree. Oh, that's the best, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I'm sure uh, there are other ones out there, but I haven't found it yet. But... If there's bespoke ones you know of, just write, you know, join the Discord and let us know. We're, we would love to hear about it. But as far as ones you could just find at the grocery store, beaver tree is impossible to beat. Nope. It's, it's, incredible. It's, not like, it's not like the Schweppes. Oh, the Schweppes, though. They're like, yeah. contains the idea of quinine. You're like, yeah, okay, that's great. I had it. What happened to me now? You have diabetes. Yes. Go on, young man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, this tastes pretty good. It does look like it would clean a uh, toilet bowl. Ah. <laughs> it's got kind of that toilet bowl cleaner. So like you're like you're kind of getting to the end of your thousand flushes, is what you're saying. That's the the character. Yeah, I'm like maybe got three left. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> trying trying to gauge what I'm flushing to get the, get the most out of them two thousand flushes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, but that's what I'm having. It tastes great. It, it's it's in a pint glass, so you know I don't care. What are I you care. drinking? Uh, well, I have a fun, twisty little Collins glass, and inside it is a bourbon and Coke Zero. That's right, oh. bourbon and Coke Zero with a wedge of lime. And it also has a lot of ice melted in it because it's hot in here, and all the ice has since gone away. Because I've been sipping on it, but I didn't want to really get into it until we got into the podcast. But yeah, So it's a watered-down bourbon and Coca-Cola. Cheers you, to you. Cheers. But how do you do caffeine? It just look for people behind the curtain. It's it's like after seven o'clock uh-huh. at night. How can you drink a Coke and then go to sleep? Probably won't. Okay, fair enough. Whoopsie doopsie. It's quite late, and here I am drinking a lot of caffeine. So I'll probably be up for a while, and I will suffer tomorrow. And so... Well, the important work I have to do. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I think about drinking a Coke at night, and I'm up until two. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. Just the thought yeah, gets you there. The, oh, I'm jazzed. No! <laughs> Trying to go to sleep, and your brain's like, ahoy, ahoy. Good. It's playing the song you're playing right now. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, but yeah, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, that's what I am drinking this evening. But that's not what I'm talking about this evening with you, John. No. Uh, before we get started, shall we appease thine spoiler witch? Yes, we should. Just to make sure, it's not like I can't find the spoiler witch thing mm, at not. all. I am not. Where? There she is. Whew. Spoilers, spoilers, Ooh, double boilers. You might have to do that off the top of the dome. burn and secrets bubble. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I have not Of course, in, in, in you the said rights it. Uh, it handed like down by our ancestors, the spoiler witch has been invoked, and we will be safe uh, tonight. 
<laughs> I like the uh, tonight. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, all of it. See, the thing is, it sounds like I'm kind of stammering and searching for the words, but every single syllable is important to evoking the spoiler witch. Yep, uh, yep. So we got to do it the same every time. And uh, thank you, past me. Scurry back under the bed, the collective bed of all of us. Spoiler witch, you uh, will have to wait to feast on somebody else who uh, carelessly spoils all sorts of fun stuff for people. But um, now that we have that out of the way, you should take it. You should take heed out there. If you haven't watched Ahsoka, you want to watch it, we're going to talk about it all. So it will be largely spoiled for you if you stick with us. But if you have seen it and you want to hear our thoughts on it, here we go. So... Join along with us on this fantastic ride down recent memory lane. <laughs> uh, it's funny. By the time that you listen to this, the uh, second episode of the series, or the third episode of the series, I should say, will be already out. Um, but we haven't seen it yet. We've only seen the first two episodes that were dropped uh, uh, a little while ago, uh, last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. if I am, when we're recording this, of course, and, um, uh, yeah, it's a bit long awaited. It is, uh, uh, you know, with this character, if you weren't familiar with this character from the Clone Wars or, uh, from Rebels, certainly the Mandalorian familiarized you with Ahsoka, um, Played then and here by Rosario Dawson, quite awesomely. She's great. She makes a great Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I don't know about you, but I was very much looking forward to this show. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, good, good. You, you had a thought, and I interrupted. It's okay. It's okay. So, I... so, so cruel of me. Please <laughs> no. continue your thought. Share your thoughts, and then I will. Uh, Respond back to the questions asked. <laughs> I was just saying that I am. Uh, I I was just l- looking forward to to getting back to kind of space magic hijinks. This is what is unique about Star Wars to me, and um and and what I truly value about it uh, in comparison to all the other sci-fi out there. So I was just really looking forward to getting back into some space magic shenanigans. And uh, on that front, not disappointed. Yeah, it's definitely pulling a, a felony on this. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... I mean, it's a uh, it's a show created by Dave Filoni, um, written by him. At least the first two episodes, based on the credits. Yeah, I think he's actually written all of them. He's only he's only going to direct two of the episodes, but I think he's written all of them. Very cool. Um, he directed the, let's see, which episodes has he directed? Did he direct the first episode? Yeah, he directed Master and Apprentice. Um, yeah. Um, interesting. And not the second one, which was kind of, which, uh, mm, I I rolled my eyes a little bit. uh, That was directed by Steph Green. Yeah, I'm not saying the direction necessarily, but the title of that second one, I was like, mm, okay. What, Toil and Trouble? Uh-huh. You don't, you don't like the, uh, you don't like the Macbeth overtones? Uh, were there Macbeth overtones aside from just the fact that it 
was called that and they had a witch in it? Yeah, potentially three witches. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> I don't know, I don't know <laughs> where, where that came from. Get that from? Well, well, they had the three statues, uh, the three Dothamir uh, night sisters. So you know, sure, there's, there's, uh, there's always three, and I guess um, was a uh, Morgan Elspeth was one of them. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Do you but, think, John? Yeah. When we were introduced to Morgan Elspeth in the uh, in the Mandalorian, do you think at that point they knew she was a uh, res- descended from the the witches of Dathomir? I would like to say yes, but I have a feeling that's a no. Um, if she did, you think she would use some powers within her duel with Ahsoka? If that was the case. Yeah, not having that really cool like samurai fight, but instead making it like you know wizard battle or something. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I don't, I don't know where that that felt like it came out of left field. Also, because we kind of have like that whole we know what the Night Sisters look like from the Clone Wars, right? And she, and she doesn't, outside of like the the tattoo on her forehead, she doesn't really have any of the markings of a Night Sister. And I mean, we know. I mean, what Jedi Survivor has that uh, Night Sister character? Yeah, and she looks like a Night Sister. Yeah, like I don't question it. You immediately like you're just like, oh, that's who that. Yeah, that's who yeah. that is. I recognize She's... that from the very good design that they had as already established. And her, she has like a little tattoo that doesn't even look like anything any of the iconography you see or you associate with the Night Sisters. Yeah. Yeah, now maybe, just maybe, because we, you know, we have six more episodes to go. This is some sort of like disguise that she's cast some sort of night sister magic over her, and it's kind of given her this more normal appearance. Because I felt like if you were on Curacao and you, there was a night sister walking down the road, everyone would know. Oh, there's night oh, sister. Yeah. Night sister. Night. Stay away from her. She's got magic powers or magic force powers. Stay away from her. Night Sister. This one. But the Night Sisters were always like uh they were they were in the on the fringes, even in the Clone Wars, right? Like no one would know these days. If it takes if in 30 years you can forget that the Jedi ever existed. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, do you still think that they would be like, oh Jesus, the Night Sister? I mean, look, let's be fair. I don't think anyone would probably know what a Night Sister is in normal star wars galaxy traversing you might hear rumors of them but no one's seen one you know pretty much like probably even though there was thousands of jedis not everyone has seen a jedi so i i I can forgive that to a degree what i can't forgive is this one just feels like it's a little bit more of a stretch it's not much but you know a little bit more of a stretch especially with what has been established beforehand that that's yeah, I understand there are some sort of um, uh, concessions you make from going from animation to live action. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they really try to make sure that they mimic the uh, the, the spirit of the cartoon a little bit more in, in these characters who have gone from the cartoon medium to the live action medium. And this one's just kind of like, feels like it's a Hail Mary pass at a idea, like, what if we make Morgan Elspeth a night sister? Yeah. We didn't like, establish it before. 
What if we make her a night sister? Uh, or daughter of Dathomir or whatever it might be. Or maybe she's adopted daughter of Dathomir. Again, we got six more episodes to go, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe she's like a half daughter of Dathomir. You know what I mean? Quarter daughter. Just yeah. Know. Or like just, she yeah, t- she she went on twenty three and me mm-hmm. and was just like, Oh, oh I'm one sixteenth Dathomiri. <laughs> And everyone's like, Ugh, she won't stop talking about it. But it's like, those things are wrong all the time. What are they doing? She's 96% Karelian. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, just, I mean, she just keeps talking about it. Just, like, just, it means just, something. You're not special, Morgan. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. Come here, tell me I'm special, Michael Bean. No, put that spear down. Put the, oh, oh. <laughs> Go over there. You got that spear for some reason. Yeah, so yeah. that was fun. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, here's a here's a theory that I heard, John, that I'm very interested in getting your thoughts on. Yeah, let's um, see if it's the same theory I thought of and have circulated on the interwebs. Okay. Uh, well, if it is, then this, you know, shame on the, the folks over at... Uh, at uh, Kotaku from or IO9 specifically for stealing it from you. Yeah. Um, but uh, that these two starter episodes of Ahsoka are just leading up to the final episode or the final shot in Rebels. No. So no. The whatever it is that because of the similarities with the final shot of Rebels, aside from the costume change of Ahsoka, um, and uh, in that scene, and then indeed in the show, I heard people talking about that. Like, oh, that yeah, it just it's basically this is a prequel, and then it ends with that shot uh, from Rebels saying, "Hey, let's go find Ezra. I know where Ezra is." Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, that don't sound right. That don't sound right just because of what we watched. It doesn't sound right, but in a way, you're like, oh, well, I guess that would make... It would make more sense than at some point in the past, Ahsoka's like, let's go find Ezra. They don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instead, they decide to to train together. Uh, And then... Um, and then they stop, and then Ahsoka comes back later and is like, all right, I know I said it once already, but listen, I've got the real poop now. (laughs) I know exactly where he is. Can we try it again, please? Yeah, I, I mean, okay, look, I can see where that thought could cross someone's mind. It has not for me. I just think that it's kind of the byproduct of a cartoon to live action transition where just some things have either gotten lost in the mix because look they didn't they started this off great right they had a title crawl which we haven't had you know it was in all in red and stuff but yeah we, that was we, fun they decided yeah. not to make it in perspective for some reason yeah whatever reason hey whatever you know, that's, I mean, this has but it a was lot fun. of first, but it's fun to see it. But at no point did they like previously on Rebels. Which, which they could, really should have done, shouldn't they? 
Yeah, I think maybe a little bit more. I've been really thinking about this because, you know, uh, between the, the, the talk on our Discord and everybody else who I've kind of talked to about it, uh, I, I've, I'm in a, I'm in a weird place with it where I, I felt like, Oh, I think they explained, they didn't really explain who anyone was, but it felt like it was more on the behest of like, for us to explain it would mean it would complicate it a lot more. And if you know, you know, and if you know, you're good, but if you don't know, hopefully you're in a room with someone who does know and they could fill you in or something. I, I, that, that, that feels a little odd, but like, I think about the, um, second episode was almost a shot for shot. The end of the second episode was almost a shot for shot for when they went to go look for Ezra with the exception of the, you know, yeah, that's what she I was looks just saying. like, right. That's what I'm saying. She, you know, she looks like Ahsoka the gray instead of the staff. And I don't think they're going to go back to it to match that up with rebels. That just doesn't make any sense yeah i mean it was clearly changed for you know how uh dave filoni has come to think of this character and her actions in the intervening time which have obviously evolved but that being said like it does make a lot of sense i guess like sabine's haircut certainly matches up where it was uh but then she would have had to do a lot of stuff also I get. I guess that doesn't actually make sense, huh? It uh, it's 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 inconsistent. Like I'm finding it. I just feel like no, this is. It's tough because when you go with the timeline for Mando, that was. What they they say what six years after Return of the Jedi. I think it's right six or nine or something like that. It's one of those, but that's when that takes place. So then, you know, or currently takes place. She met Elspeth beforehand, but the way rebels, the cartoon made it out to be, it felt like that whole let's search for Ezra happened like right after the, um, fall of the empire was almost like empire fell. People had their parades and then, um, Sabine was there, and then Ahsoka was like, okay, let's go. Let's go find him. Yeah, um, and she had her short haircut throughout the entirety of Rebels Season 4, so it wouldn't make sense for her to suddenly have long hair like she does at the start of this. And cut it, because at no point during that whole montage of kind of letting you know what happened at the, you know, the wrap-up, for the end of Rebels to lead you into A New Hope and all that stuff. Um, or, you know, the go through what happened in A New Hope that get you to what they did all the way up to return. Right. At no point did you see her with long hair. So I just feel like whatever happened at the end of Rebels was not necessarily the... Um, this is a, as close an approximation as they were going to get to it, even though the, the long hair and stuff doesn't make a lot of sense. Though, right, but, you know, but in your mind, it still happened in the past. Like, they... They already had this meeting, and this is an echo of that. No, no, no. I feel like this one is... God, I don't know anymore. I mean, so you do myself. agree with the article. That is, that it was... That this these two episodes were like a prequel to that moment in Rebels. I just... You know, I don't believe it's a prequel. I just think it's kind of a rework. Like, they just... Right. Work, but chronologically... Ourselves. 
it makes the most sense because to your, I, I, I guess in chronologically, it could make the most sense because to your point, like, what would it be like? Oh, we tried it and I had this whole wizened, uh, you know, Gandalf the white type of look for Ahsoka. We, we tried doing it for a little while, couldn't find him. They came back and then had our falling out and you know, we run into this and then I was like, okay, now I know really how to find them. Let's go try to find them again. I, right. I just feel like it's like, maybe it's, maybe it's not like a, a prequel or whatever. It just is a retcon to what happened. It's like a episode. soft retcon. Yeah. We didn't want to come out and say it. So the because events of rebels happen. Um, Ezra gets taken away by the space whale um, yeah. and with Thrawn. And then time like uh, a certain amount of time passes and then we get that ending tag uh in the show rebels and then so what what is being said here is that like there is a bunch of stuff happened in between those two scenes that they just don't talk about uh or they didn't address in the rebels cartoon and now we're kind of seeing kind of what happened in between those two scenes because she had to have time to grow her hair back out put her armor away um and then uh <laughs> just take yeah, put out her armor away hang out for a bit a lothal yeah lothal dude living rent free in ezra's tower oh, man. lothal woohoo we finally get to see lothal in hd live action and it's exactly the same yeah yeah Hey, He's you know, got that one road. I can't wait to see that one long straight road. And there it was. That leads right to Ezra's house. That leads mm-hmm. right to his house. Where is that guy? Where's he hiding? He hasn't paid, he hasn't paid rents for a while. <laughs> and when I see him on the hologram, you're like, oh man, you old. What happened? This is yeah. like Ezra. He's 35. Got two kids. <laughs> I read a job. I read an article where. Like, I, so I read the title of an article. That was like, uh, has uh, has Ahsoka already shown who, like, what Ezra's up to? And it's like, yeah, in a hologram, they already showed as they already showed Ezra. What are you trying to say? Has they already revealed who's playing Ezra? It's like, yeah, it's on the IMDb. What are you talking about? <laughs> what Chat GPT wrote this article? Oh man, yeah, you know, it's like, uh, write me an Ahsoka article, please. Yeah, who well, could Ezra, Ezra be? It's in the first episode. Yeah, you know he's there. Of course they're gonna have to show him. I mean, that's kind of like this whole bag. At no point did anyone either go looking for him or whatever. But this is what this is. It's the search for Ezra. Uh, <laughs> like, why would you think he'd be in it or not be in it? Come on now. Do I'm you just going. That... The dude just looks. He does not look like a, a 18 year old kid. That's all I'm saying. No. Yeah, he's yoked. Ezra got yoked before he recorded that hologram, which I guess was recorded right before. Like, okay, what? Where did he record that hologram? Because he's he's he is talking about things like he's already done them. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got he's you know he's got them Jedi powers, and remember he went to that um what is the name of that place? Oh, the the the, 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 the the something between yeah, so, the, yeah uh, something in between or something like that, which kind of introduced uh, you know time travel and all that shit. So maybe at some point when he was running, he looked over and kind of knew what his fate was a little bit more. 
you know, that's when he went in and yeah. rescued Ahsoka and stuff like that. Maybe he peeked over and said, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> let, me re- let me record this for Sabine real quick. Yep. Uh, I'm, we... I'm telling you because you'll get it. Anyway, I had to do it. And Jedi's got to do it. What a Jedi's got to do. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, this Ezra definitely could rent a car. Um, and if not, he could probably even run for senator. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Yep. So this whole thing just messed up my whole, like, for me, it messed up the whole timeline. Because now I have, like, almost no clue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, so, yeah, granted. Um, but let's talk a little bit about, um, that first episode. Um, I thought uh, there's a lot of stuff that I liked about it. Um, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm kind of like a little bit confused about the timeline now, but there's a lot, I think it, it was like, I think the effects and the, the scope of it feels very cinematic. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like I like the I like Ray Stevenson's uh, Balin skull, the uh, the Cha Jedi. <laughs> he's got a he's got a wad of skull in there all the time. That's what they call him, Balin skull. He's like patu. Um, I like uh, Ray Stevenson. R.I.P. Uh, rest of power, my friend. You are you were uh, the best Punisher, and now um, uh, you're a great Jedi. Jedi, yeah, fallen Jedi, um, yeah, or something in between. Something. Yes, the the gray Jedi, the concept everyone loves. Um, and uh, I also liked uh, Shin Hady, Hattie. Yep. Whatever, played uh, by Ivana uh, Sakno. Yes, you are correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, their last names are named after the Norse wolves that chase day and night. So yeah, yeah, shocking, shocking. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of wolves. I like are you, wolves. Are you saying there's a Floloni uh, show with wolf allusions in it? Uh, color be shocked. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm I'm probably the first one that noticed it. And, oh wow! Uh, <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. I would, but my arm hurts. Um, yeah, from all the patent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh man, wolves! They're wolves, and then Marok is also a wolf. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, this uh, this episode, I don't. I look the the first ah- Ahsoka is a character I've grown to love over the years. Sure, when I was first introduced to the character. I was like, uh, nope. no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Um, but you know, uh, as watching Clone Wars and stuff really endeared me to the character and turned her into one that you know I have multiple figures of and absolutely adore. The but highest I, honor. you know, but I, it is actually if you're a figure in my room. You're doing all right in John's book. That's mm-hmm. that's as far as it goes. But I had to really temper my expectations here because I didn't really know what I was getting. You know, we've we've t- we've joked about it. We're like, oh, hopefully we get like heir to the empire. That ain't happening. Hopefully, we not, get so the- far. <laughs> not, not so far. Not so far, John. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've said empire in it, so I guess good enough for uh, galactic empire work. Um, 
but I tempered it. But I thought this, uh, I thought the first episode was uh, kind of a felony special. In, Certainly. Uh, yeah, in, in the terms of like pacing and it, it traditionally, you know, I've heard some people talk, felt a little slow just overall, but if you watch anything he does, it's, you know, normally the, the last two episodes of the first season is when you'll actually start getting the stuff that you really want to get to. So traditionally a burn, slow burn. And I, and I, I can kind of see that with this one, but. Um, I think it goes beyond just the standard Filoni pacing. There were literally shots in this show that, that like go on for too long. And it feels like the, the pacing is meant to increase the gravitas, but there's literally like scenes where Sabine is just walking across a room and the camera holds on her and like there's nothing visually interesting about it. It's just like she's slowly realizing something and like you get to experience the whole thing in real time. It's just bizarre. I, the pacing is at times quite bizarre. I wonder if that's because of his animation background. Yeah. And you know, every <laughs> it definitely every, occurred to me. You know, like in every shot has to be like planned because you know every shot's kind of important um to animation and maybe that's what he thought about it in terms for this as well yeah um that being said on the flip side i loved the scene where uh the dark jedi uh board the republic ship i love all the costume the new republic costumes i love the uh the captain character uh, played by Mark Ralston, character actor Mark Ross, Ralston, Captain Hale yeah, uh, is the character. Private Drake from Aliens. Exactly. Got yeah. the asses on his face, had uh, the auto gun. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I thought that whole I, sequence was great. I love his attitude when he stops the Jedi and he's just like, uh, you're not a Jedi. Well, nice try, buddy. I mean, hell, like when he was like, I got to go, give me my side piece. I don't hold my gun myself. You hold my gun for me. (laughs) As he went down, I was just like, too much hubris. You're about to get chopped up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. You hope for the best, especially when you see someone you like so much from other movies. Yeah. Short part, but he made the best of it. Uh, But I love that whole set. The costumes and his acting, I think, really were fantastic. We get a shot of the orange lightsabers, which apparently are meaningful in some way. Um, and uh, that whole sequence was real fun, I thought. And I like the concept. We'll see where it goes, but I like I really like the concept of these mercenary Jedi, one of them being like a former, you know, Padawan or something to that effect at the actual Jedi Temple, uh, and them sort of their life after that and how they you know, how they make it uh, through the world and how he still has, like, a, a skull has this uh, code, obviously. He's, like, he has standards, but they're all, uh, they're all been perverted for evil. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm hoping to learn a little bit more about these two. Uh, Lord, I hope we get something to kind of explain who they are other than just being, like, cool... NPCs for the RPG. 
Yeah. Uh, and just kind of show up. Like, they're under the guise of the, you know, Jedi. They use the, I forget the name of the shuttle, but um, that shuttle type, but. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's the and same they thing. transmit a Jedi code in order yeah. to fool the Republic. Yeah, it's an old it's, code, but it checks out. Yeah, like I mean, it's kind of neat. the uh, The whole orange lightsabers. I hope they kind of explain, uh, sort of explain it, or kind of at least give me something about them that would kind of make like, okay, I could see why it's a, it's it's a blend of. Um, red you know it's it's not quite red and it's not quite like you know blue or green or whatever it's this orange hue kind of means this i'm i'm all right with that well i mean um, we saw at uh at the battle on um in uh episode 2 in the the arena there were some jedi down there with the uh, orange sabers it's not totally unheard of was there yeah i d- orange they're more of a yellow orange but yeah, see, I just uh, think that was just hearkening to, like, someone was like, ooh, those Kenner toys when they gave Luke the yellow lightsaber because the poster had it look like it was yellow. Uh-huh. So they went from there. I thought that was more of a touch, not just be like, oh, yeah, there's some orange ones because I can't, well, I guess I can't think of any popular Jedi that has an orange lightsaber. It no, it wasn't of, any of the good, big ones. Yeah, see, so then, like, so what are we getting here? Are these these, these kind of, like, is he just, like, the washout? Like... Uh, you couldn't turn it green or blue and you couldn't get it red so you're not quite evil but you're not quite good you need to leave skull take it <laughs> with you where where did you get this kyber crystal skull this seems suspect orange really did you did you did you go buy it on the black market i mean yeah. green yellow is fine but orange I don't know. I don't know, buddy. Skull, come on, buddy. You can do don't better like than that. And he's don't like, like I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to leave and be really cool later. I'm going to be a Jedi who makes his own code. But I'll still, like, um, be sad if they died? I don't know. I'm confusing. Or, yeah, I consider myself something else now. That's. I think that's really kind of where they land. But, yeah, they're... they're it's it, it, to your point way earlier. It's kind of nice to have the space sorcery come back to uh, Star Wars after you know a bunch of Mandalorian and stuff. Give it's some... what makes Star Wars different than just any other sci-fi. Obviously, it has a bunch of its own stuff, but very few other sci-fi has like space magic. Yeah, I think what I want is the inverse, right? Like, I I kind of want some more space magic in my live action stuff. But my video games, I want less of that. You're going to get it, buddy. Ubisoft has, has your back. Yeah, we'll see about that. We'll it's coming out. It's an, it's an open world. I, I, I know. I, I, I saw the, I, I've seen the, the, the playing on it. And I'm like, okay, we'll see how it goes. But maybe it'll be like, oh, this person's force sensitive. You get access to force powers <laughs> in Act 2. And I'm like, oh, come on. Now. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Everyone's force sensitive in this why were they worried about the Jedi dying out? There's so many left. He's force sensitive. He's force sensitive. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. There's Jedi of every flavor. Every time your story needs a Jedi, don't worry. There's one. They were all killed in uh, Order 66, except that they weren't. There's so many. It was a real bad order. <laughs> he's just like, how can I? Everywhere, everyone's force sensitive. That's we the got secret. Monday, right? Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, he's really weird. 
We're good. We got yeah. Kit Fisto. We got Gannamundi. I don't care about the rest. Yeah, I mean, I killed Kit Fisto, so he, you should have seen the look on his face. He's like, oh, what? this what old you, man What are you trying to, to tell me? Uh, that Balin's skull got away? Oh, we're yeah. fine. Do you <laughs> see his orange lightsaber? No one's going to take him seriously. <laughs> so weird. Who has an orange lightsaber? Pick a lane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I, and I, uh, I really, um, I like the scene where Sabine is, is you know, hot dogging, listen to Star Wars rock and roll uh, on her cool speeder bike, and she does a sweet slide under one of those. Um, uh, used to be not canon, yeah. <laughs> used yeah. to be not canon ships, but are finally in the canon. Um, and you know, I mean, that's that stuff's all fun. There's a lot of fun stuff that I liked about the first episode of the second episode. Uh, but man, I do agree with you. I think if you are not familiar with Rebels, you have got to be lost. Now they're. You have to imagine that they will eventually explain a lot of this stuff through the over the course of the of the the series, and this is not necessarily something that Star Wars doesn't ever do. They oftentimes will just give you a bunch of exposition or just dump character names on you and kind of leave it to you to fill in the blanks as you watch the story. But it did kind of strike me about like this is kind of what Marvel is is in trouble for doing now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like they have, it, over the course of those first original 10 movies, everyone was like so glued to what Marvel was doing that everyone was seeing all the different like TV shows and movies and everyone was caught up on the story. But now with all the different, the all the different Disney Plus shows and the movies that don't have like a really strong hook and not everyone's seeing them, like they can't, they're having a... Tr- it's it's to their detriment that they're creating such interconnected stuff, and now people are saying, "Let's pump the brakes." And then along here comes this Star Wars show, beautifully done, beautifully shot, has some good writing in it, um, and it's kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, a little bit. It's um, it's it it's it's. It's tough because you again you have seasons and seasons worth of backstory now that is technically applicable that you would never be you would never be able to exposition in like five minutes to catch anyone up with. No, you're like, never gonna be able to get them where they need to like where they should be emotionally with these characters unless you've watched Rebels and Clone Wars to a certain yeah, extent. But I kind of feel like Disney and them could have put out a primer or, you know, on Disney Plus be like watch these like do a, a blended ep- set of episodes to kind of hip you to what you're about to watch because you know people are looking for that content anyway and they might not know it but if they want a, a level of context that you you can shortcut some of this stuff because you already have the knowledge you need about these characters or whatever versus just like who's harrison dua who's huang you know like who are all these characters? I mean, delightful for us because we know we, we, we've watched these characters, but for most of the people watching this, they have no idea. They only know Ahsoka from, you know, Mandalorian. So it, it I think, makes the viewing experience, and or it, 
maybe not the viewing experience, but the Easter egg experience a lot better because you know kind of what to look for. Yeah, but I think even like from an emotional connection standpoint, like when we see Sabine looking at a video of Ezra, like I don't even know if I hadn't seen the show, I don't even know if that would make the connect those dots. Yeah, you might be thinking that's her that's her actual brother or yeah. You know, a boyfriend. And what happened or, to him? Or, like yeah, <laughs> why are you looking for him? Where where did he go? Like space whales, you know. Huh? <laughs> Kisso, <laughs> like, yeah, what is it's this? Just like, you know what I mean? And she's like, "Where's Thrawn?" And you're like, "Who?" <laughs> right. But in that context, it's okay because, like, you don't have for Easter egg and for us knowledgeable, Thrawn is huge. But for other people, like, oh, Thrawn must be someone new they're going to introduce. But when you do it, when it's just like scene after scene after scene, getting like bombarded with like i have no idea who this person is why they're talking about this because they're showing them on screen thrawn's just a name yeah. but this is just like literally like who is this character why should i care for this character why is this character you know <laughs> yep. all that stuff because the only person i know is ahsoka mm -hmm. right yeah that's the if you've only watched like the live action shows that's the only thing you're going to know and like she hasn't really mentioned these other characters and like if you watch the shows you know who the mandalorians are and then sabine like pulls out her mandalorian armor you must be like huh she wasn't with them i didn't see She's, her at all she, why isn't she wearing a mask doesn't she care about what's happening on mandalore there's all sorts of crazy shit that's going down over there she should care this isn't the way this is the way at all. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's it is a it's an it's oddly it's pace slow and you're not getting enough info to really kind of help you connect those pieces. Like the the re relationship between Hera and Sabine, for example, in this show is like you can tell Hera cares, but without having that context that they've been in battle together they've known each other for a long time type of thing like you're just kind of like who's why does she care so much why does she care why is she pushing this whatever but yeah like it, they have that mural that she drew and i guess that you could infer a lot from that if it, i would have actually put like a your primer in the style of that mural i'd have her look oh, at that mural great. Then crossfade and then just do a bunch of like murals from the episodes telling the backstory. Uh, like, is Kaden ever going to be in the show? Or are people going to be like, who is that guy? Not <laughs> even is... talking about him. <laughs> they don't even talk about him once. Why does he? Is he. Who is it? It's just some dude. They never talk about it. Yeah, um, yeah and then who are the big wolves behind them? What is this mural? You know, yeah, it's. It's fair. I, I can see it being very confusing. Uh, here's a so I am a big uh, Mary Winstead fan. Sure. Um, I've liked pretty much every performance uh, I've seen her in. Um, but whoever is like, I guess in this case, Dave Filoni and, and, and the person who directed the second episode too is getting a really weird performance out of her. There's some line reads that I'm just like, what? That's hey, example. Give me an example. I'm I re refresh my brain. 
Uh, I mean, I really wish I could remember the actual. I'd spent. I haven't watched it since I watched it the first time. But a couple of the line reads, just like I'm like, it was that like, what? what do, I'm sure there were better takes. It was just the take that they chose was it's. It felt weird. I think maybe some of it is just like, I I don't know if they should have chosen those contacts. For... Yeah, they're pretty vibrant. Probably extremely vibrant. And featureless. Blue. Yeah. It, it, it's like a cartoon, but not in like a good way. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. The thing that weirded me out a little bit, because I, I love Hera. Um, I, but it took me a minute. I was like, did Hera have eyebrows? It took me a minute to remember that, because they're so, <laughs> so prominent. And I think I'm paying attention more because those eyes are just like, they're just blue. There's to your point. There's no Matt like blue. Yeah, there's no additional coloring or anything to kind of bring up. They are they are piercing blue as blue is going to get. That and then the Sucrets badge, or her Sucrets general badge. <laughs> I was just like, man, maybe you should have stuck with the squares instead of those round dots. Because I feel like if I had a sore throat, I know who I'm going to. Yeah, it's like a. But that's the genius of it is that it's it's not only <laughs> it's not only tells you what rake they are, but also uh, you know if you got a cough, you're good to go. You're covered. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But uh, I I mean when she was flying in the uh, Phantom, the uh, the Phantom Two with Chopper, that felt close to rebels you know uh-huh the... uh, part of it just because chopper's there and chopper is just like the same the exact same there's nothing yeah. that to distract you from the uh sort of differences from the character to their live action counterpart it's like it's chopper i reckon hey I, it's my it's my buddy it's my friend he's back it's my favorite homicidal droid yep chopper yeah that, that dude is crazy that droid and he's just crazy. as salty uh, you hit my stuff. Yes, you did. Like you can just hear him saying, yeah. <laughs> like, "Help me find my stuff." It's awesome because I, I, you know, I never really paid attention because I just I was like, "Well, in the cartoon, you're gonna cartoon it up a little bit," but like I didn't realize that his head articulated, like oh, I like just, rocks just back and turn, forth, yeah. but rocks back and forth too. So <laughs> it makes him way more emotive than most of the other droids. So like I was just like, "Oh yeah, he's as." He's his uh, attitude with it as always. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you might—I mean, you might be right. Like, there's there. Look, these are characters that we know, but to me, don't remember kind of who they are. Or the stuff they've done in the past. It kind of like something yeah. kind of little, little like like they're not they don't acting. Know. They don't know. Yeah, I agree. They don't really act like the characters you remember. They. There is a like especially I think Ahsoka the most is the ver- the live action version is very different than any of the versions we got in the animated series. Yeah, I I mean I agree with I agree with the the three. I'd go as Ahsoka, Sabine, and Hera are reasonable facsimiles, but sure don't have that like that um spirit that the the, the characters uh, have or would normally go or you'd be like sabine's like I mean, hey, she's a mandalorian warrior's got all this stuff you're gonna tell me she don't know how to fight 
and arguably she's been fighting longer with a lightsaber than that Shin Haiti has. Yeah, she and and she fought with the dark saber, and now like we know from watching the Mandalorian that that's like actually harder to wield than a lightsaber because it f- actively fights against you. Yeah, yeah, she fought with his old Mandalorian super lightsaber, and here she is with the she got the new hotness, and just you know, getting <laughs> getting getting taken out right there. And I was just like, but don't you don't don't you know? Like, yeah, she. <laughs> I was watching that scene, and I was like, "Oh, oh, geez!" I turned to my wife, and I was like, "She keeps spinning. Don't spin. Why are you spinning? You're just exposing your back to this person." Yeah, some of the, some of the choreography on that one was a little like she because she does that one where she's like pairing the lightsaber as she's getting drawn down, and she's like one arm back, like arched up, holding the. You know, the mm-hmm. lightsaber it looks really weird. I was just like, oh, I don't, that seems like too compromising a position here. I don't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you should know that. That's the thing. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I get what they have to, to be like, oh, well, she hasn't been keeping up her training, is what the, like, that's the entire meaning of that. And she has to lose now so she can win triumphantly later. Sure. That all makes sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just doesn't, it didn't track with where I felt like we left the character of Sabine. Her, she had so much more growth. I feel like as a character in Rebels, that this does seem sort of regressive a little bit. Yeah, or like, yeah, regressive is a good word for it. I was thinking stunted, but regressive is a little bit like, oh yeah, that stuff happened. Did it happen? You know? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a little. I'm not a. I don't know yet. Sabine is, again, I mean, I love all the Rebel characters. There's no one on Rebels I don't like. It was my yeah. favorite new addition to the Star Wars universe were all these characters. I really and, liked Rebels, too. I, there, there were some aesthetic things that it took me a long time to get over, but I sure. by the end of it, I was I was on board. Yeah, I mean, every look, everything's not going to match up to my mind's eye, but, you know, I went with it. That, that, like, sort of like... Uh, Neo Macquarie type of look to everything. Um, when done well, it was done very well. In other instances, it was like, eh, but I just ca- didn't like Lothal. I'll just be honest with you. I never liked Lothal. I still I, don't. I, <laughs> I like Lothal. It's very basic in, in its the conception. Sense, well, I like that's probably why I like Lothal because it's just like it's nondescript planet that is way easier to animate. <laughs> than all the other crazy things. Yeah, like, yeah. So, it definitely so had that feeling. It was like a set that they created that they could go back to a lot, save a little budget. You know, we'll just kind of wait and see what they end up doing. There is a little bit of exposition I wish they would just kind of throw it in, like letting you know that Sabine did work for the Empire in some form of fashion and being a weapons designer and stuff, so that way we can kind of learn that she's technically capable just as opposed to assuming it, for example, when she's uh, working on the droid brain, that type <laughs> yep. of thing, you know? Yeah, she, uh, she, she takes this, this uh, map that they found, um, but it needs a key to, to decipher the map, and she is able to do that by, by just being smart. But right as she deciphers it, she is attacked by HK droids. Hey, hey! Another element of the Bioware Old Republic games now is canon. 
I mean, look, if Filoni is good for anything, it's making things that people like and bringing them or bringing things into the uh, canon that were just kind of uh, thrown to the wayside. Yeah. yeah. How long before we get Revan? Right. Who knows? We might get him in this show. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's who's because we find out when uh, it, you know they go to a, a weird planet. Uh, it's got red trees. Oh, that's how you know it's an alien planet. And uh, now we know that this is, uh, they have, uh, the space whales have spirited Thrawn and Ezra away to a whole nother galaxy outside of the galaxy that we have known in Star Wars for all this time. These these characters are really going quite far away. They can have all their own adventures and will not have any impact on the, the main universe. Yeah, it's almost convenient that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <That's> <laughs> it's so convenient. Yeah, you wonder why some of them didn't show up in the uh, sequel trilogy. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yep, Ahsoka was real, literally couldn't have been uh, involved because she was in a different galaxy. Um, in the second episode, we discover that uh, the the knights, Elspeth, the knight sister descendant, has been, is... I would say constructing a giant hyperspace ring. It looks like it, it, almost exactly like the thing that Obi-Wan used to give his uh, little Jedi starfighter the ability to, to enter hyperspace, except it's real big. Yeah, like probably comically large. Yeah. Do you think it'll be like more like a, it'll be like a portal or a slingshot of some sort that will no, shoot I... them into that other galaxy? No, I think it's meant to bring something large back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I think it is because the um the command module was the same ship that you see her land in earlier, that golden ship that she's in. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it connects to this giant hyperspace ring. Makes me think they're going to like bring a ship back or uh, kidnap a pergill or do something like they're, they're Oh, they're going to they're going to like summon a pergill and then like make it do its bidding or something. Or do something, or like when they go there, they're gonna need to bring something back because I I think this is this is gonna sound real world or real weird. I feel like we're gonna get some more time. We're gonna get live action time travel in ways that I don't think either of us were expecting. Interesting. So time travel. Okay. Yeah. Like back I'm, to when though? Old Republic? High Republic? Uh, maybe. Hmm. Because I'm fit. Like because. Think about it like this. How does a night sister planet of Arcana. Worst name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, uh, someone deciphered the uh, planets um, in the, the end credits and one uh-huh. of them was named Odin. So there you go. So oh, anyway, cool. more yeah. Norse stuff. Right? More, cool. more Norse stuff. It's cool. So cool. Uh, but, how this thing like encased in this gunpowder or whatever the hell this this orb nowhere <laughs> that took forever too right but like <laughs> she was breaking that thing apart for what felt like 15 minutes it was like crumble 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 that's i mean it was a 57 minute long episode and 47 she's like minutes crumble a little on top <laughs> crumble a little over here 
Hmm, crumb a little over here. This, I was like, smash it. Just smash You can do it. I believe in you. Just take the thing out. It doesn't seem like it's doing anything if you do it the way you're doing it. So just, yeah, just snatch the thing out of there. But um, how does it know where Thrawn is? How does Elspeth <laughs> know where Thrawn is? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, there's. They find it in an ancient ruin. Yeah. So how would it know? where Thrawn went. So the one theory is, look, the Pergil are the, uh, the inspiration to the, uh, what the Rakuten or whatever for uh, space travel, like hyperdrive. Sure. Mm-hmm. So they know that they have like migration pattern. They go from here to there and maybe people have tracked them in the way past or whatever. And that's the case. So they, they're just assuming that since Thrawn and Ezra were taken by space whales, over there that that's where they need to go but another thing that could explain it is at some point that maybe like peridia isn't a galaxy another galaxy far far away but maybe it's in a time far away and thrawn has been leaving elspeth messages and giving her insight and it's like this is where i am you'll need to do this at this time or something okay so this is the this is the Doc Brown letter that was left with yes. the uh, with the post office all those years. Yeah, because I'm just like, how does this old like, how do you know some of these things, but you don't know all of these things? Even if you're Elspeth, right? Like, you, you, am I even saying her name right? I keep saying it like that. Yeah, Elspeth. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm thinking I'm calling her something else, but like, how do you know? Like, there's this other galaxy. All this you know, night sister mysticism and all this stuff and where it would, but then not know where that planet was to do that giant space map that a uh, planet Setos or whatever to do this stuff. Why wouldn't you know where that is? If you know where everything else is, do you even need that thing? If you knew where they were, so it, I don't know, like this is a far, maybe far out of left field thought, but that's why I'm kind of going like time travel, there's also the one thing that she said, you know, across time and space. Sure. Normally people say time across space and time or whatever. But well, it's the just space a- between is was shown, as you said, to like be a moment. It's a space out of time, so it, it can like access all sorts of different areas on the timeline. Yeah. Um, so it. And it, and that kind of have the same kind of look at the end credits as well. A little yep. bit with like the inroads and stuff. So I, it just makes me feel like maybe Ezra and Thrawn are displaced. Thrawn has figured out a way to communicate from, you know, thousands of years ago. And this is kind of her finally enacting the plan or being able to enact the plan now. Okay. I think thing. that's interesting, but it's how... probably not right, but just a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's more interesting than I thought when I what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> uh, but let's follow this to its natural conclusion. Let's say it is a story about time travel. Yeah. Um. What then? Like, what will be the conflict? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I only know if we get Ahsoka season two because the. the why would you want Thrawn, right? Like uh, you would want Thrawn if you're the Empire or the yeah. Remnants Empire, because you're like, look, we need someone who's smart. 
we're not doing it right. And, you know, everyone's infighting. So you'd want someone who would architect the downfall of the new Republic. That's why I'd imagine why you'd want a Thrawn. So that's kind of that end game other than, you know, like she owes him a solid and that's the only reason why she's going out about to go get him or whatever. Like, I don't like why you go get Thrawn in this instance, like, because really no one knows who he is and no one had the deal with him during the main, you know, the, from, uh, a new hope to return the Jedi. No one had the deal with this, you know, mysterious figure named Thrawn. So like, why go get him other than to usher in a new beginning or something? Yeah. Um, and we, we know he probably doesn't make the first order. Or if he does start the first order, he dies. I mean, have to right? Like, because he's not in the movie. In, maybe. I mean, because he's not in those movies either. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, to be honest, Force, I don't know. Like, I love Ahsoka. I'm happy there's a show, but I don't know the point of Ahsoka other than just to introduce other characters to the Star Wars universe <laughs> that people aren't used to. Which but I'm okay it, with. As long as we get Talon card, I will be okay with it. Hey, maybe. Maybe. Episode three, right? We, we can hope yeah. episode three, we're getting a Talon card. We still got a couple episodes left. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've done the table setting. Now they can get into the real meat and potatoes of the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, we get Talon card. We get more Yasala Murray. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we'll get like Mara Jade. Maybe that's what if, Thrawn oh, comes back with, is with oh, Mara Jade. If there <laughs> is a god there we will finally get Mara Jade uh I'm not holding out too much hope for it but man that would be great I would definitely forgive a lot um you know about you know me I'm very forgiving of anything Star Wars sure. I I am I know better than to judge the show now uh I I gotta wait because these shows often get better with time I definitely was not excited about Andor but by the time that Andor ended, I was definitely more on board. Um, that being said, there's just a lot in this episode that gives me pause, or these two first two episodes, I should oh, wow. say. Um, not uh, it felt like it was retreading a lot of ground. I I liked a lot about it, but at the end, I kind of at the end of the, both these episodes, I kind of felt like I was like, oh. I don't know how to feel about this. I didn't. I was really kind of working through my feelings about this show for a while after I saw it. I I know I'm with you. It's just, like I said. I know the Filoni effect is it is a slow burn, so I'm not really expecting any sort of real movement or aha moments until way later. And that is kind of the I don't know if it's an unfortunate side effect, but it's just kind of how he operates. I Nothing blew my socks off, and there are some things that, like, I'd be like, oh, I could see where someone thinks this is cool. Like, that Mark guy, the Inquisitor, who, depending yeah, on who you talk to, is like, oh, that's Ezra. And I'm like, that can't be Ezra. No way that could be Ezra. What That would be the stupidest thing if they made that Ezra. Also, like, how would that make sense? Like That's what I'm saying. It does make They're looking sense. for where he... Now... If it is the reanimated corpse of Kanan, I'm I'm on board. And if they have Freddie Prince Jr. actually playing him, oh, I hope so. Give one of these 
give some of these voice actors uh, 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 an appearance in this. Like, I mean, to be fair, most of them could have played these characters. There's like they would have been totally fine by me to play the live action versions of these characters. At least give me Freddie Prince Jr. But I mean, he, he I mean he got blown up pretty good. He sure did. Um, um, pretty good. But we know if, if you're an evil character in Star Wars, there is not a, a single thing that can happen to you that that can't be reversed at some point. Uh, uh, example, the Emperor and, of course, famously Darth Maul, who <laughs> was surely chopped in half. But that was no big thing. If you hate enough, you can make, uh, you can make trash legs, out, uh, cyborg legs for yourself yeah. out of hatred. Yep. That's just a thing you can do. Yeah, it's established. Trash it's in canon. Legs. Yep. 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 That's in canon. Just enough hatred. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is, right? Like, Marak from Arthurian lore is like a knight return uh, by Morgan Le Fay. Uh-huh. And we um, have a Morgan. We have a Morgan and we have a Marak. Marak. Yep. And you're just like, I feel like probably the safe bet is that it is Kanan. You know, it'd yeah. be weird, but it would be super interesting too, right? It would be like have him and Ezra face down. That would be very emotional. If it is Ezra, I will have so many questions. And oh, no, if it's Ezra, I think I'd stop watching because I'd be like, this makes no sense. I'll wait for you to give me the cliff notes at because it just how. He was yeah, on the well. What did he do? Eject himself out afterwards, and then was corrupted by these. Yeah, that's orange? the only thing they could. They could be like, "Oh yeah, Thrawn socked him in the mush, and <laughs> he just tumbled into space, and then we found him and turned him into this evil guy." How? I don't know. Leave me alone. It's our orange lightsabers. They let us do lots yeah, of things. That's then- right. He didn't. He he had he had amnesia. And then, and Skull is a real smooth talker. Yeah. So he was like, hey, why don't you be super evil? Okay. Okay. And we'll put you in this really try-hard, old-timey space yeah. knight outfit. Right. It's a really obvious, like, medieval knight helm, and then, like, yeah. just a regular Inquisitor outfit. But they're like, they're like, here's your saber. Oh, cool. Oh. What's... Oh. So, just hate. How? Tell me something. How are our inquisitors doing? They batting a thousand? They real powerful? Hmm. The worst, you say? Mm, terrible. Huh? User always getting like helicopter beat. blades, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I guess I'd be a, rather be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> it it is a little like it's a little okay. Thank you for telling me that, by the way. That's this is the what I was talking about earlier. This is the article that, that I didn't read. That's the context of the headline. They're saying, "No, Forrest, it's not just the obvious. We saw him in a in a, uh, a hologram, and that's obviously him. No, no, no. He is this mysterious knight, the mysterious Inquisitor." Ooh, that would be a bad twist. I would not like that at all. No, that would be like that would be a bad take, full on. No, I mean, look, Ezra. If he shows, if look, if Ahsoka gets another season, great. But if he was to show up, I'd imagine he'd show up in the last episode. That's when we'll see Ezra in some form or fashion. Not that he's already there. 
Not that he's doing this, unless this is some sort of weird time trial thing and he's trying to stop them from the go looking for him because it'll be a lot more of a mess. But, you know, like once that he started. That is interesting. Okay, that now you have me back on board. Yeah. If they, if, I mean, I don't love time travel, travel shenanigans, shenanigans, um, but if it is indeed like Ezra as an old man, because he got displaced in time and he found his way back and he's doing some sneaky business. That might be interesting. If it's just like, oh, geez, I guess I'm evil now. But at the same time, in the star- context of Star Wars, we've had that too much. We've had characters who were good become evil and then maybe be redeemed and they're powerful force users. I, I really hope that's not where they're going because that's like that story has let's relegate that sort of certain storyline to the Skywalker saga and let's do something else. Yeah. Give us something else. But to your point, this, this does in, in talking it through with you, this is kind of like, I don't really know what purpose this serves. Like outside <laughs> of just telling these stories, I don't, it, like, I don't know what it's in service to and what it's trying to really move forward other than like, the tropes already established in, you know, Mando, which was just like, yeah, New Republic kind of sucks. Um, you know, they're they're resting on their laurels, and that's why the first order. It's almost again like everything is more trying to get you to those sequel trilogy than anything else. But this one is really just out of you know, it's out of left field. So to have something like Ezra come back as this. So I'd be like, this makes no sense. I, none of it makes yeah. any sense. Again, I, thankful to have it, but same sure. time. Yeah, I tend to agree. It would be weird if the whole conceit of the show is we've got to find Ezra, and he's like, oh, I was here the whole time. <laughs> but I'm a bad guy. Anyway, stabity do. Here I go. <laughs> Also, he was so he became like so like wise and powerful at the end of uh, Rebels. If they were like, if they kind of throw that all away and make him a bad guy, unless there's a weird justification, if it's if it's weird, I'll forgive it. I like weird, but yeah, but he already the thing is though he already had his dark. That's right. He already had his arc. turn, and he turned back. Yeah, he's just like, you know... He's he was mess- hanging out with Darth Maul and all, everything. Yeah, he's messing with the um, the Sith holocron and trying to learn all yeah. this stuff. And trying to, he, he he already did this stuff, so that's why I'm kind of like, I don't... You, you can't have... A, you can't be like, you can't take that back. You can't be like, oh, well, it was the first time he went through it, but this, you know, them, them space bells really knocked that into you, so... <laughs> really make you evil, apparently, when they hyperdrive with you with the that or maybe they're like look the windshield to the uh, star destroyer they were on was cracked open he was exposed to a lot of space and his brain just kind of went yeah, they were able to nudge him that way that it but to me that's just a real bad like that would be a, a, a real bad take to do that it doesn't make yeah any sense. and then it would just go back to your point like why what's the purpose of the story i know that they're like this is all building to his big team-up movie that'll come out where it'll kind of wrap up all the different storylines from the shows he's developed. But if that's your, like, big bad, I don't know. I, I think it with if it's Kanan, that'll be interesting. That would make more sense. 
that would be, I think, shocking. It Unless would... you haven't watched Rebels, and then you're like, who cares? Yeah. Oh, like, it's like, where's the guy from? I know what you did last summer here. Yeah. Oh, it's the guy on the mural. Whatever. Like, I guess it's the guy on the mural. No one told me who he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's. Also, I don't know if that really diminishes his death, but I guess to be like corrupted in that way could still work. It's yeah, yeah. It's... Maybe he would also be better. <laughs> he would have been better in that fight against Ahsoka. If that was really him. I mean, you know, Ahsoka did the coolest. The coolest thing she did in the second episode was when she just moved her shoulder slightly out of the way as the lightsabers coming back. I was just like, all right, that's that's pretty yeah, baller. looked like a badass. Yeah, I also like the whole. I think the whole aspect of the entire shipyard being former Imperial people who are still loyal to the Empire. Uh, I thought that was really interesting and cool. I almost wanted to spend more time interrogating that and and sitting with it a little bit more. Yeah, it's it's um, kind of funny how you want more like the bureau. I I I don't know. I don't know if it's just getting older or whatever, but like, just want more of the bureaucracy and this other stuff. Um, well, I like I like Ahsoka investigating and sort of uncovering the bureaucracy. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking for people to be pushing like paperwork and shit, but like no. <laughs> kind of understanding like these these threads and kind of like uh rooting these people out and stuff. It it, it that seemed neat and that kind of makes more sense. But once mm-hmm. you start once you start going like we're going to another galaxy a far, far away. <laughs> yeah, far, so, farther away. Yeah. Further away. <laughs> or closer, maybe. Who maybe knows? they'll get there, they'll be like, What is this place? E Earth? Oh, oh no! And it'll just become the Battlestar Galactica ball. <laughs> oh no! Ahsoka has to get a job at J.C. Penney's. And okay, now I'm back on board. <laughs> Turns into a workplace sitcom, a la Superstore. Yeah, I'm, uh, for it. I'm for it. I mean, I'm here for it. Yeah, you know what? Look, at this point, the strike's still going on. Hey, studios. Pay your actors, pay your writers, pay your people. Um, mm-hmm. This is we here at Pomp Saga, hundred percent support the strike. Yeah, I have no idea when we're gonna get more Star Wars. You know, like or yeah, that or, tank's or, running empty. Yeah, so like we're 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 I don't know about you, but I'm kind of running low on some new stuff to watch. So like, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm, I yeah. like a lot of what I uh, a lot of what I saw. I. Didn't like it as much as I thought I might. And there are some parts that are starting to give me like those little worry, a little worried <laughs> a little bit. I got a, I've got some, some book of Boba Fett tingles going on. Eh, it, it, to me, not that bad. Not yet. Not, not yet. Bad. But I'm, I'm just saying the tingles are starting. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I'll be tuning in every week. I, 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 I liked enough of what I saw, and I like Rosario Dawson a whole lot, and I yeah. think that the performances were all very good, even if they didn't really feel like 100% like the characters the whole time. Um, and, uh, yeah, like a, a Mary with Elizabeth Winston said, and uh, I'm not super familiar with uh, Natasha Liu Bordizzo, great name, by the way, uh, who plays Sabine Wren, but I thought she did a great job. Ray Stevenson is killing it. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's a one thing I wanted to ask you about. 
is P- are, is everyone pronouncing uh Huang Huang's name weird? They really feel like they're they call him Hu Yang. Yeah, like it's two words. Yeah, you throughout know, the entire episode. Yeah, it, it sounds different depending on who's talking about him. Mm-hmm. But it but it it is kind of broken up like it's almost like who hyphen yang. Yeah. Like, what did like, you think of his eyes by the way? Uh there are moments where it just seemed like the animatronics just kind of stopped working. Um <laughs> Where it just kind of goes like they're round and all of a sudden they just like, oh, we got to make them kind of close a little bit. Oh, they're squares. And it just looks like maybe the, the motor slipped. But um, it, his eyes were a little funky. But the movement of the animatronics there is super impressive. Oh, yeah. It is it, an amazing animatronic. The digital eyes, I'm not 100% sold on what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, it looked like they were, you know, that that kind of uh, primitive LCD, um, which to give him emotions and stuff. Which kind of works given the character's context. He's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not like it's a brand new droid. It's an ancient droid. So kind of yeah. having that retro feel makes a little sense. It did did didn't work a hundred percent because it it was a little off putting. But yeah, no, the movement on that and the Lothcat. Lothcat was a great puppet. Loved it. That that blue that was smooth. That both of those were smooth. Yeah, a hundred percent on those. And uh, it was great that they got David Tennant to you know do the voice of Wang, which he did in the cartoon. So that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting Clancy Brown as a a writer that was great because you know he he was the voice of the character in the cartoon as well. So like, I think a pretty strong showing. But to your point, you were I, for me. I was really hoping they'd just crush it. Just you know, you watch the first episode of Mandalorian, and that thing crushes it. Yeah, it doesn't have that same sort of like it doesn't ha- have that same like just a uh, gobsmacked sort of uh, impact that the first episode of Mandalorian had. You were just like, I could not wait to see the next episode. This one, I'm kind of like, okay, let's see what you got. Let's see where you go with it. I'm interested. Yeah. There, I had some issues. I think overall, it's good. <laughs> I thought the puzzle it, that she used to uncover the map was like really. <laughs> it's like if this That's was it. a game, I would be like, this is some pretty bush league stuff. <laughs> she yeah. doing it on an easy puzzles mode or what? Yeah, it must have hints turned on or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. I mean. I don't know. They they had to figure it out. I don't know why they figured Sabine would figure it out. And I you know, I guess partly they're trying to lean into her artistic background. Yeah, they needed an artist's eye, which I was like, I, I am a professional artist. I appreciate it when people give artists kudos, but I'm just like I don't you can't if you brought me a puzzle, I don't think <laughs> or like a, a a complex map that I needed to decrypt. I don't know if I if my you know years and years of artistic training would would offer any benefit there, but you never know, I suppose. Um, here's a question for you, specifically uh, about Hu Yang. Yeah. Um, does it weird you out at all that he has a loincloth? <laughs> yeah, that's where he keeps his secret lightsaber making tools. Sure, sure, yeah. It weirds me out a little bit <laughs> because. Because it kind of is suggesting there's something to cover. 
And I don't know how they used to make robots in the old days, but I think what they're trying to say is that he's got a big old robot hog under there. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's got, this is the first lightsaber he ever made. Yeah, look, he's high in his Hu Yang Wang. It's, I get it. I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he's gonna, there's gonna be a scene. There's gonna be a scene where it's just him from the waist up, and he's gonna turn around really fast so you hear it clang. <laughs> Either that or he cut someone in half. Do that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Okay, that's another character too, where you would be like, "This is a cool robot," but I've I've never seen Rebels or not Rebels even Clone Wars. I'm like, who, who and why? Like, how does he know all this shit? Yeah, why is he here? Again, it's a little bit more exposition. Even if you give the character something to be like, I mean, I guess he explains it. You know, it's like, I've been around a bunch of, uh, you know, Padawans and all this stuff. But, yeah, a little, a little bit more. A little bit more. Uh, another question for you, John. Since they're going outside of the galaxy, is you know, if they are indeed are and not going back in time, which is a very interesting theory. But if they are going outside of the galaxy... Are we going to see the Vong? Oh, my God. I hope not. <laughs> Lord knows. It's, it, like, don't bring that. That is that is extended universe legend stuff that you can just leave where it is. It's A-OK. You know what, Disney? I don't like that you took away all the extended universe stuff, but that you can leave on the other side of the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, you can leave that right there. Leave it on the shelf. If someone wants to pick it up, they can go to the old books and read it and that's enough for them uh for me i don't need that please don't give me that and watch it be that and then i'm gonna be like feloni you you were the chosen one (laughs) you chose and brought the wrong one back (laughs) uh, well you know what i don't want to disagree with you but all i want to say is let me see that (laughs) (laughs) just kidding i don't want to um but yeah, I think that's where uh, final thoughts. Let's roll into final thoughts. We're already over time, but uh, all the stuff we needed to talk about, so I don't mind. But uh, my final thoughts on this, I think I've summed it up already, but I'm interested. It's got me intrigued. It has plenty of good performances and amazing effects, and I feel like it feels very cinematic, Star Wars, and in a way that the shows don't always capture. Um... But from shot composition to the plot to the characters, I'm feeling very... It feels nice and cinematic. So uh, I'm on board. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Um, but maybe a, a, a bit more cautiously than when I came into the show. I feel similar. Hmm. I thought there was some really good stuff there. Um not everything I necessarily agreed with right off the rip. Um, but yeah, it definitely seems like a high degree of effects and graphics and how it's shot. And the, the Easter egginess of it is strong, stronger than most. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. I don't, I, I guess maybe that is the that is the little bit of level of excitement is that I don't really know where it's going to go anymore because after having these two episodes, it kind of uh, erased any preconceived notions that I formed. Mm-hmm. Subverted your expectations a little bit. 
Yeah, a little bit. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. Um, I just wanted to crush it because he's some of my favorite, you know, new Star Wars characters. Oh, yeah. And and I was just hoping they'd just be like, oh, I, I want them to do well so that everyone else can fall in love with these characters like I have. And uh, I think they'll get there. But, you know, it's going to probably be a little slow going. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, <laughs> which is okay. Uh, well, great. Uh, very well said, John. And uh, that is gonna wrap it up for us this week. Uh, we sure hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode because we sure as heck enjoyed making it for you. Uh, so let's roll into the part that everyone looks forward to, the outro to our show. And what do we do at the start of the outro to the show? We always thank Burton M6 for all the incredible music on our show. Check out his Fiverr page. You can get there via a link in our show notes. Check it out. And speaking of show notes, there are other links in there as well. And, uh, those will take you to our various social media outlets but there's really only one link that you should be paying attention to, and that is the link to join our Discord server where we can talk about all this stuff. Jump on there. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us what we forgot to talk about about Ahsoka and that you got to talk about and have feelings about. Uh, we've got a lot of exciting shows coming up and a huge backlog of shows for you to check out, So, and we're always happy to meet new and old listeners and new pop saga pals and with that said what we like to say at the end of every show is uh, wherever you are out there however you choose to listen to us we hope that you are feeling happy and healthy and if you're not that's okay too but i'm gonna hand it off to john for the final word Remember, folks, sometimes even the right reasons have the wrong consequences. Mm. Don't make Ezra that Marak dude. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Daily City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. Yeah.